Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 164 of the Layover Live podcast. I'm Jason Swick, VP of Strategy and Insights at Symbolview. On this episode of the Layover Live, Zeke Coleman of Adara stops by to talk data disruption. Zeke and I discuss the upcoming deprecation of third-party cookies, iOS updates to be aware of, and ways DMOs can stay up to speed on the ever-changing landscape. Hope you enjoy. Each week, the smartest and brightest destination marketers from all over the world talk about the latest trends, happenings, and challenges that affect the travel and tourism industry today. Digital marketing executives, CMOs, and leaders from DMOs of all shapes and sizes share their insights and stories to help you become the best marketer you can be. This is The Layover Live. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 164 of The Layover Live, where we bring you the top article from The Layover each week. I'm Jason Swick, VP of Strategy and Insights, and welcome to this week's show. Now, unless you've been living under a rock by now, you know that third-party cookies are soon going to be a thing of the past. That timeline's got extended out a little bit, but the end of the road is certainly coming. And after talking with many of you in various meetings and here on The Layover, we aren't all that thrilled about it either. And after you know, all this time, there's a lot to go over, which is what we're excited about going on today. And let me tell you, in your sentiment, you're really not alone. A recent survey from Epsilon showed that nearly seven out of 10 marketers feel overwhelmed and frustrated about this whole thing. It has certainly been disruptive to say the least, and cookies going away are only the beginning. New changes coming to iOS, privacy laws, and more seem to be everyday news and are bound to keep the disruption train humming along the tracks for some time to come. But as destination marketers, we are certainly no strangers to disruption, that is for sure. If we think about paid search, disrupted traditional advertising back in the early 2000s, social media in 2008, mobile shortly thereafter, Panda, Penguin, Hummingbird, and all the other animals in the Google Zoo have all brought a ton of change over this past years. But as before, we'll get through this, but we need to pay attention to what's really reality and start to sort through some of the noise that's out there. And one gentleman whose recent blog posts we're actually featuring this week as the article of the week on this week of the layover has really helped me personally to separate out some of this noise and be that voice of reason. And that's Mr. Zeke Coleman, uh, formerly of... Uh, visit Savannah and is now with the great team over at Adara, man. So I got to get used to that, buddy. I'm used to seeing you over at Savannah, but glad to see you joining the great team over at Adara now. So Zeke, welcome to the show, my friend. Yeah, thanks, Jason. I'm a big fan. Watched it a lot. Um, A lot of fans that visit Savannah and uh, yeah, glad to be here. Yeah, great. I know we've had we've had Jeremy on in the past. I've wanted to get you on the show, man, for a long time. I'm a huge fan of yours, as, as I've told you already. And I think uh, you're one of those people, I think, that are rare out there, Zeke, and the fact that you're able to to take things that are really complex and explain them to, to people in, in a way that they easily understand. So for maybe those folks that, uh, unlike myself, who, who – uh, who, who know you, maybe uh, get in a little bit to uh, maybe your background a little bit more and, and let people know who you are. Sure. Yeah. So I ran the data and digital strategy, particularly to media for Visit Savannah for the last decade or so. Um, I did all the media buying. I wrote RFPs, kind of managed the building of websites, um, at least uh, assisted the team with that. And um, yeah, did a, did a lot of different work, everything from leveraging data to speak to people uh, in a personalized way on the website to leveraging data to build custom audiences and lookalike audiences and things, uh, you know, for our marketing plan. Um, I've also done things wrong, not wrong, (laughs) or I don't mean illegal, but I just mean that, uh, you know, 
I used to have a spreadsheet of mobile device IDs and other stuff that I no longer have access to because of everything going on. Yeah, that, hey, that's probably a good thing, man. Let me tell you. But listen, if if you're working in data and you haven't done some things wrong, you're not doing it right. I think you know. I think one of the things we always talk about here is is being agile and to be successful. Right means trying, experimenting, failing, getting up, and finding those new things. Right. If you don't try to push things like that or try new things, you're never going to grow. Right. Uh, I always say, just yeah, there's you know, success is built on a pile of failures. Just make sure you're on top of that pile. Right. Uh, that's the most okay. important. That's the most important thing. Right. So let's just jump into it, man. Because again, I think. You know, you having a, a really good grasp on this space and what's happening. I think there's been a ton of changes, as I mentioned in the opening, around privacy, uh, especially in this world of digital marketing uh, with third-party cookies. Let's start with that. So what changes are happening here around this and maybe what should DMOs be looking out for? Yeah, so the biggest, I mean, obviously a lot of people know, but maybe some know. The biggest announcement is that Google basically punted on their decision to deprecate third-party cookies. That just means that they were going to make sure that they go away They have pushed that date out a little bit, probably because they had some challenges with that, Mm -hmm. but it is still happening. It's just a stay of execution on what was already going to happen. So um, that's big. And uh, essentially, I mean, I think I I appreciate you saying that I keep things simple. One way that I like to think about third party cookies, just Mm -hmm. for those who don't understand what that is, is if you consider like a projector screen, right? Your website is kind of like a projector screen and the projection on the wall is its own thing coming from the machine. Third-party cookies are a thumbtack you put on the wall. What Google and the browser community are saying is we will no longer allow it to stick to the wall. We will not allow it to happen. We won't allow you to track users. You can't do that without getting their permission. And so that's a big deal because we do a lot with third-party cookies. And so now that's that's going away. Yeah, it, and it's a big change that's coming. And let me ask you, like, like you know, just on a side note, like how... How big of a change do you think that is? Because I know for some like yourself that are, I would say, uh, definitely progressive in terms of how you you know you guys are measuring things um, and doing things right. A lot of DMOs, you know, it's probably affecting a lot of their programmatic buys and things like that. A lot of DMOs play in that display banner space, which is where some a lot of this stuff is right in terms of advertising. Not all of it, but a lot of it. Um, you know, with that making up such a small portion though of their overall traffic, um, you know. How big, how, you know, on a scale of one to 10, how big of a deal is, is third-party cookies in your, in your opinion going away? So I'll throw a little curveball in on you there. Yeah, yeah, no, that's great. I think, I think it's huge. I think it's a big deal. Okay. I think that you can counter that with really smart SEO, really good SEO, really good SEO partner, I think can help you to make sure that your traffic is coming in in a better way, in a different way. But ultimately, I mean, if you want to be strategic, it, everything that we've done with data has leveraged third-party cookies. So for us at Visit Savannah, it was, I mean, it was everything. So yeah. it's a 10. And it, frankly, that's why I joined Adara, is I was doing research, looking around, trying to see who has a solution, who has some sort of even just basic understanding of this, and is going to give me more than a little bit of boilerplate. And, you know, frankly, uh, I did not. I didn't find what I was looking for. Let's just say that. And I, when I learned that they had an opening, that's what made me jump on was, yeah. was their approach. Yeah, no, it, it makes a lot of sense. And the stuff is, it is complex, right? And, you know, some get more than others. I think, I think the good thing about this, right, is that cookies, you know, for the most part, haven't been terribly effective in general for most people, right? And I think that what, what this has done, though, is this is forcing now publishers and other providers in the space to come up with better ways that are, one, more um, data privacy centric, 
which I think is totally. really, really important because there is better ways to track it. Listen, like I said, we'll get over this. There's going to be more effective ways. So, so I, I think for, for, for a lot of folks out there, it will be disruptive in the short term. There's some solutions around some of those things, which we'll talk about. But, but yeah, certainly something to keep an eye on for sure. But one I want to go now into is, is, is really like a second part of this, talking about some of the recent changes with iOS because these, these are big changes too, right? And, you oh, know, yeah, yeah. we know a lot of the stuff that came out at 14.5, you know, kind of threw a wrench in, in, in a lot of this stuff. Um, you know, especially on mobile devices. So with this recent announcements and things that are happening across there and with Mac OS 12 and a bunch of other, uh, you know, changes, you know, let's talk a little bit maybe about what's already happened then with some of these iOS updates because there has been some stuff that's already happened and also maybe some of the stuff that's coming down the pipeline because there's some new things that were recently announced at, the, at their user conference, um, you know, and then how all of these changes maybe on the iOS side affect a lot of DMOs because it is going to affect some of the location stuff for sure. Yeah, totally. Um, for those that uh, don't know, so Apple made lots of changes. In 2017, they basically made it difficult to track at all anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, iOS 14.5 and, and other changes more recently made it so that your phone, which is like a little mobile tracking device, right? It has a unique ID, right? And everywhere you go, this little ID pings the internet and other places, and it's associated with your IP address and therefore advertisers like us know what you're doing and then know that you go to Starbucks a lot and serve you an ad for a latte or whatever. Um, What Apple said is we're not going to let you do that anymore. Initially, we're going to take away the ID. We're not going to let you uh, link our users together. And then what they recently announced with iOS 14 or iOS 15 is they're going to further detach the way that that all happens. So the way your phone or whatever gets a website is it has an IP address, which is the, it's kind of like the return to sender address for the internet. And mm-hmm. it says, hey, I want to access google.com. And google.com says, okay, where do we send the page? And it says to this phone, which is associated with this ID. What, what Apple basically just said is we're going to break up that process so that we only know where, uh, um, you know, we know where we need to send the request but we don't know what website it's going to. And the website knows where to send the website, but they don't know where it's coming from. So they further de- mm-hmm. deconstructed that process. Basically, all that means is we don't know where the person is. So that really majorly affects location data. It's, it's, a, huge, it's a huge problem. And I hate it. I love, I mean, like I said, I love location data. Some of the best providers of location data were my favorite vendors and I hope they have great solutions for this I'm trusting that they're they're working on it but it's it's a big issue for travel because obviously if you can know that I'm at the airport and then I landed in such and such city and then I went to a restaurant and then I went to the beach if you can string together that story that's a wonderful story to tell your stakeholders wonderful way to target people on Facebook uh, but a lot of that is going to be more limited. It, it doesn't mean that you won't have any information on those users anymore. You'll just have less of it. You have less opportunities to see them out in the wild. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's definitely, uh, you know, it, it's it's going to create a fragmented space, right, for the most part, right? And we're already starting to see some of that start to happen. It'll take time to see how this kind of plays out, to see who's opting in and who's opting out for the most part. To be quite honest, even myself, you know, I've, I've seen these pop-ups start to come up on, on you know, in, in my own device and 
I, I now think about what I'm choosing when I'm allowing people to do certain things, right? And I work in this space and things totally that I may not. not have thought about before, maybe just kind of pushed to the side and maybe just said, oh, no big deal. Let's do it. You st- it, 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 it pops that thought for a second to say, oh, I should really think about this for a second, you yeah. know? So we'll see what happens. We'll see what the trade-off is. We'll see if the trade-off for folks in the long run ends up working out. I'd imagine we'll find some ways and, and some better uh, uses or, or some workarounds to make this stuff happen. We'll have to see as it plays out because I agree with you. I think some of the, some of that type of data I think was really nice to have. It showed, to your point, it allows us to like string some of these things together. It helped with dispersion and, uh, through through different de- destinations to see how people were were moving through a destination and 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 using that stuff. So we'll we'll see how that plays out. But that is a I, I would say that's a pretty big thing that's happening. So now, with all of these changes to, to privacy and these laws and all these updates, then uh, that we're talking about. It's a lot for DMOs to stay on top of. I know you guys at Adar have done a hell of a job. seems like every week some nice webinar is coming out talking about a lot of this stuff. You guys are really been talking about stuff really for a long time, to be quite honest with you. Um, and so, you know, that's, that's a great resource. But, you know, what can DMOs do maybe to help outside of that stay on top of a lot of these changes, right, and make sure that they are also staying in compliance with everything that's happening in the space? Yeah, totally. I mean, I think subscribe to newsletters and, yeah. and, and webcasts like this, frankly. I mean, I think we're, there's so much information, way too much news, and you need things like Layover Live to distill it down, make it simple, make it easy for you to digest very quickly and kind of parse out, you know, uh, you know things which are, you know, important from things which are not. And so I think that's good. Subscribe to good newsletters, um, clicks.com, C-L-I-C-K-Z. Dot yep. com if you want like digital marketing news it's a good website i like mm-hmm. um i love I, I actually like linkedin i think if you follow the right influencers and people on linkedin you actually can get the, the best curated content possible so i bookmark stuff from linkedin like crazy i i love it um so connect to people in the travel industry that you think are smart and follow what they post that's that's like that's i found the best news and the quickest news there um and then find partners that not only tell you what they're doing but why and how? And this was, I mean, for me at Visit Savannah, if if a partner couldn't explain why and how so that my grandma could understand, I'm not interested because I have to explain why and how internally to get buy-in. And for a problem this big, it's not good enough to just say, we got you covered, but how do you have me covered? Why is this happening? Why is this necessary for me to go back and get, you know, $20,000 to get this thing or whatever, whatever it is. And so I I do think it's really important that um, you have partners that are willing to kind of pull back the curtain and be really honest with you about what they can and can't do. And if they do not explain it like that, then, you know, you want to find partners that will to help supplement what, what, you know, what you have. Yeah, I think that's I think you make a really, really, really good point there, Zeke. I think that transparency is important, right? Be curious, right? Ask those questions. The why and the how, that makes a lot of sense. I remember back in the early days when I was doing a lot of media buying and stuff like that, especially with networks in the beginning, man. It was like the Wild West with some of these people, right? Stitching the <laughs> yeah, stuff together, as you know. And like, you know, I remember going to networks sometimes and asking them and trying to drill down on certain things. And, a lot, you know, you get some that would full transparency lay it all out. And then some are like, oh, no, we can't show you that. Oh, we can't show you. Oh, okay, well, then. It's, it's time to cut the cord there, right? So that's, I think that's great advice because there's going to be lots of providers in this space, right? They're going to do business with two hands on top of the table, right? Like you guys and others. 
And there's going to be some that are going to try to find ways to work the system and not do things the way they should be done. And so I think asking those questions so that you can fully understand it, because it is complicated with people talking about all these different ways with, you know, we've seen the solution with reverse proxy and clean rooms and all this stuff. Well, it's super confusing for the everyday user, but you got to help understand it so that you can, one, make the right decisions and then translate that to your audiences. So I think that's a great point and good advice. So then I want to ask you for some more advice now. I think one of the things we've been asking about with DMOs who, uh, and, and partners who have been on the show is advice, right? Because I think getting that advice from people who are actually in the space doing it, I think is some of the most valuable information that we can get. And you being one of the experts in the space and data and someone that's highly respected, I would love for you to share maybe some advice that you have for others that you want to leave everybody with as maybe some parting thoughts. Sure. Yeah, I have, I actually have created a, a curriculum that okay. I taught visit Savannah with before I left. Um, I, I didn't create it for them. I created it for a friend of mine who needed some help with, with their company, totally unrelated to tourism, but it turned out to be really useful. And in it, I created a, a list of questions. Um, and so I think if there's some advice, it's just what you just said, ask questions, stay curious. Um, and so here's some questions that I think would be just helpful to ask of all of your partners. And, and by the way, I'm, this isn't just, um, I actually talked to a lawyer and they said, don't just take whatever someone tells you as they're compliant with GDPR, CCPA, all this kind of stuff. Don't just, don't take what they're saying about consent management and all that. You need to actually make sure that they show you that they are doing the, the due diligence to make sure that works. So these questions are kind of some questions that can, can help you to, I think, be prepared. How is your data or your solution affected by Google's changes to cookies, you know, with cookies going away? Will that hinder you to track, target, and optimize, whether it's marketing or reporting or measurement? What solution do you have for cookie de deprecation and privacy compliance in the future? Like, how are you actually making sure that this works? Um, what's your elevator pitch of this for a limit? Like, give me the thing that I can go talk to my CEO about and he'll get it. Give me the sentence. Give me the word on this thing. Um, and I have to sell this internally. So it needs to be explained to non-technical stakeholders like policymakers and elected officials. So those kind of questions, I think, are very simple questions that you can ask. And there's some more in-depth questions that we could we could ask, too. But um, that's just a, that advice asks lots of questions, frankly. Yeah. No, that's great. And some of those questions we'll make sure that we get in the show notes too so that people don't have to like write frivolously while they're listening, right? Sure. So I think that's 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 great stuff. But I, I love the questions, right? It's like be curious, like get in there, ask these questions. They're important to know, right? A good place to start is just like understand your exposure, right? Like take an audit of your cookies. Where are you at? What's going to be affected? Because I, I, I bet if we asked a lot of folks, hey, what are you tracking? Like what third-party cookies are you guys tracking? I, I bet people would struggle to answer that question, right? So I think it's a good time now, before we come to that end of that road, to start auditing where you're at, check out your exposure, you know, do an audit of where you're at, what's going to be affected, and then test what I can do to help replace that, right? Don't do it at the end. Now that we've got, you know, we've been blessed with having a little bit more time now, which is great. Let's not squander that and, and wait till the last minute to, to go change these things because it is going to get complex. Now, because solutions are just kind of starting to come about, the space is going to get really busy really quick. So just keep, to your point, keep an eye on those things. Watch what's happening in the space. Listen to the things that you're saying and, and, and other people are saying. I love the I love the, the uh, LinkedIn comment as well. I think it's a great space if you're following the right people to be able to check out what's happening. Uh, but all great, great advice from a wise man. So thank you, Zeke, for coming on and sharing your insights. I really appreciate it. 
Thanks for having me. This is a total honor. I finally got to be on here. Hey, man. Okay. We'll send you the t-shirt, right? Or something. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in each and every week. If you're not subscribed, please do so now. We're also available on Spotify and iTunes through Audio Podcast. We'll see you next time. Have a great day, everyone.